It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get right through now, it. COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Tom Sumner. we got a great show. It's Friday, which uh, means we're going to look at the arts coming up at uh, 11 o'clock, or the third half of our three-hour tour, with uh, an area artist named Rich Jones with her new music and uh, conversation. We're going to talk with the uh, founder of Project CBD, uh, during the uh, second hour of our three-hour tour. And uh, his name is Martin Lee. He has teamed up with Reader's Digest to uh, create the Essential Guide to CBD. We're going to get everything you need to know from uh, Martin coming up in just a little bit. But my first guest this morning describes himself as an uh, irrepressible optimist. Um, He is a life coach and author who shares powerful messages of unity and positivity in his latest book, The Good News Is, The Future is Brighter Than You Think. That's by uh, Michael Taylor, who joins me now by phone. Michael, welcome to the show. Good morning, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Irrepressible optimist? (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah, I guess you sort of have to be in a good mood if you're going to be irrepressible. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, interestingly enough, you know, when, when people hear me say that, 
a lot of people assume that I am in denial of all the challenges that our world is facing. But without question, I acknowledge and recognize and definitely do not want to minimize the challenges. But at the same time, as an optimist, I choose to see the world through a different lens. And therefore, I, in some of my speaking engagements, I tell people that, you know, we've all heard G-I-G-O, right? Garbage in, garbage out. Sure. And so if we're, if we're constantly paying attention to mainstream news, it's going to fill our minds with negativity, pessimism, and cynicism. So my suggestion is always to turn off the news or at least minimize it and recognize that as a human being, you have complete control over what you're thinking and you get to change your thinking. And by changing your thinking, you can change your actions. By changing your actions, you can change your outcomes. So I think now more than ever, the world needs optimism. They need to, we need to see, because there are a lot more things that are right with the world than are wrong with it. And, you know, it's it's funny you, that you talk about uh, the news, Michael, because, I, you know, I'm one of these people who always had, uh, you know, a cable news channel on 24-7, just background noise. But it seems to me that news, not just cable news and network news, but even local news, is getting increasingly more negative. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with again, that? Absolutely. See, our, our news thrives on negativity. If you turn on the television right now, I would assure you that probably 70% of everything you see on the news channel is negative. But once again, think about it. We've got hundreds of channels, right? And generally, whatever <laughs> and, the main... And Michael, we've got hundreds of channels and there's never anything on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but generally, if, if, if you think about it, so we've got hundreds and hundreds of channels, right? But whatever the main story is right now, pretty much is going to be on every station, every news station, right? So coronavirus as an example. The, yeah, the, all Still, the newscasts open with the coronavirus logo, and, yeah, so and it, they give stats. So and, yeah, yeah it, it, it's so ingrained in us as human beings to focus on negativity based on what we see on television. So the reason that I wrote this book, I wanted to share some insights and some reasons for my optimism that I think a lot of people may not be aware of. For example, a lot of the content that I wrote about is from a guy, there's a guy named Hans Rosling, and he wrote an amazing book called Factfulness, Factfulness. And in the book, he documents evidence, scientific evidence of why the world is actually getting better. And it's a really interesting read. And I found him on YouTube. He did a, a video called The Joy of Stats. And I'm not one that really likes stats because I think stats can be construed to say whatever you want them to say. But in this video, well, yeah, it's, what was it Mark Twain said, Michael? Uh, there's um, liars, damn liars, and statistics. <laughs> that, that, that really sums it up. But in, in, his, in, in his video, he's got this amazing graphical interface where he's showing, in essence, the evolution of humanity and how, in reality, if you look at poverty rates across the world, they've been dropping consistently. If you look at actually crime, crime is actually down overall. The amount of people that are killed is, has been decreasing for the past several years. And so 
we don't see a lot of these statistics, once again, because of our sensationalist news media. But there, again, there are lots of reasons for optimism if we're willing to look a little deeper. What was, what was the name of the author? His name is Hans, H-A-N-S, Rosling, R-O-S-L-I-N-G. And the book is called Factfulness. And it's an amazing study of the reality, I believe, of what's going on in the world. Yeah, I was just trying to uh, look up and see because um, that that topic is familiar to me. If if it wasn't Hans talking about his book, I had someone on the show who had been researching basically along the same lines that looked at human history and and sort of laid out this timeline of constant improvement. Yeah, and so in the book, I wrote about my belief of divine intelligence. It is my belief that there's a divine intelligence that created and is still creating this amazing universe we live in. And so this divine intelligence goes by a lot of different names. You can call it God, you can call it Buddha, Christian, Christian, uh, Christ, whatever you want to call it. But I believe when we as human beings access this divine intelligence, we have an infinite capacity to be, to do, to have anything we set our minds to. And that's the amazing thing about being human. We have this connection to this intelligence. If we learn how to apply it, we can overcome any obstacle, any challenge in our lives. Is, how much of that is faith and how much of it is, uh, uh, say, for example, trusting science? I think it's a combination of both. I think it's two sides of the same coin. See, a lot of people think that science and spirituality can't coexist. I would argue that because I believe science simply validates reality. And so if we can validate reality by science, then for me, it's real. But there's a, a limit to what we can do intellectually. When we start talking about reality, it gets to heart. How do we feel? What, do, what is that essence of us that allows us to connect to things like intuition and imagination? So the Intuition and imagination is more of the spiritual side, and then the intellectual, rational, scientific side is just that. It's the scientific side. So they, can, they should coexist. I was reading a uh, press release about your book, and uh, the headline says, New Year, New Outlook, Life Coach Shares Powerful Messages of Unity and Positivity. Do unity and, positive, and positivity go hand in hand? Are you more likely yes. to experience unity or participate in unity if you're thinking positively? Yes, um, because if we think of it in terms of energy, okay? So here's, here's the scientific part of it, if you will. So Albert Einstein once said, everything is energy. That's just the way that it is. Match the frequency of the reality that you want to create, and there's no way you can't create that reality. And then he says, this isn't philosophy, this is physics. So there's a science to energy. So if we, as human beings, focus our attention on negativity, we give off, if you will, an energy. It's a negative energy. If we're optimistic and positive, that's an energy in and of itself. Whatever energy we're focusing on or putting off, we're going to attract more of that into our lives. And so... If we're constantly looking at the negative news and we're, we're in this feeling of fear and anger and hatred, then 
guess what's going to show up in our experience? So the spiritual aspect of it says, if I learn to focus on optimism and positivity, that's going to create more of that in my life. And so if I'm feeling good about myself, about my life, about the world, then that's going to attract more positive experiences into my life. So that's why I believe it begins with us individually having a positive, optimistic outlook. How does that square against uh, people's tendency to um, live around their f- fight-or-flight impulses? Well, that, that fight-or-flight, I think, is the result of just being human. And there was a time in our history as human beings, that's how we survived. We had to be aware of everything that was going on around us to, to not be eaten by saber-toothed tigers. But see, a lot of people are trapped in that fight or flight, even when there's no reason to be afraid. And so by doing, by committing to our own self-awareness, our own self-transformation, we can become aware of what we're thinking, which is triggering those fight or flight um, modalities, if you will. So if, if I'm constantly in this state of the world is after me, then my body is going to, I'm going to feel that in my body. And I love what, uh, there's a guy named Deepak Chopra who said something that I think is really amazing. He said there's two ways to look at the world. One is as if the world is a dangerous, is primarily a dangerous place filled with only moments of safety, or the world is primarily a safe place filled with only moments of danger. And so I choose the latter. I choose to believe that the world is primarily a safe place with only moments of danger. Therefore, if I take that attitude, I'm less likely to be stuck in this fear-based fight-or-flight attitude. You know, in some ways that, that makes me think of the uh, um, glasses half full, glasses half empty uh, conundrum, if you will. Uh, doesn't positivity sort of mean accepting the idea that maybe we just want to put more water in the glass? (laughs) Well, you know, that's what they always say. It doesn't matter if it's half full or half empty. The good news is it's refillable. (laughs) So as as human beings, we can refill that cup. And how do we do that? We begin by being optimistic. But that's... uh, it's a choice to make, but people have a difficult time making that choice. Oh, absolutely. But let, let me go back a little bit and, and, and kind of share my story of how Ta- I got to this point. All right. Before we do that, though, I have to go to a break here. And okay. I, I don't want to have to cut you off in the middle of a good story, Michael. Um, gotcha. My guest is Michael Taylor. He is the uh, author. Um, his latest book is The Good News Is The Future Is Brighter Than You Think. And I, I can, I'm can i already living that because I know that after we take this short break, we're going to come back with more with Michael. Um, we are going to let our broadcast partners at uh, 92.1 FM WFOV, our voices radio in Flint, uh, squeeze in a few words edgewise or do whatever they do when we go to break. They are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my friend Paul Herring. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. We'll be right there, back. everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner Program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Bye from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. 
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, join me again. He's uh, been here before, and it's always fun to talk to him. Let's he has see. Some what did I do information, here? Information uh, from the outdoor power. Okay. My apologies, folks. A uh, little automation left over from yesterday that I forgot to clear. Uh, welcome to live radio, folks, and uh, my conversation with the author of uh, his latest book, The Good News Is The Future Is Brighter Than You Think, by Michael Taylor, who uh, has joined me by phone. Michael, uh, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, and sorry to make you sit through all that. No worries at all. Once again, thank you for the opportunity to engage in this conversation because I think it's an important conversation to have. Um, now, just before the break, I had uh, um, brought up this notion that, you know, that that being optimistic, and you refer to yourself as an irrepressible optimist, uh, someone whose optimism cannot be repressed, um, and and I was suggesting that, you know, while it's a choice, it's a difficult one for some people. And you were about to uh, about to tell a story. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was born in the inner city projects of Corpus Christi, Texas, to a single mom with six kids. And we were basically the poster children for poverty back in the 60s. And even though we were in that situation, my mom taught me a very valuable lesson. And she said, Michael. If you want something badly enough, no one can keep you from attaining it except yourself. So remember, I'm, this is back in the 60s, and obviously racial tensions were a lot worse than they are now. And yet that, that simple message was instilled to me at a very early age. Now, when I was in the 11th grade, I went to this seminar, and this guy convinced me that I could get rich selling vacuum cleaners. <laughs> so I, dro- I, I, I dropped out of high school to get rich selling vacuum cleaners. Never sold a single vacuum cleaner. Obviously, it was a very poor choice. But fortunately for me, I landed a job with this building supply center. And I worked extremely hard, and I climbed the corporate ladder, and I actually became the youngest manager in the history of this 87-year-old company and only the second black manager. And so at the age of 23, I was living the American dream. I had the house the wife, the 2.5 kids and all of that, and by society standards, I was successful. And within approximately a six and a half year time frame, my American dream turned into the American nightmare as I went through a divorce, bankruptcy, a foreclosure, a deep, deep state of depression, and I was actually homeless for two years living out of my car. And during the darkest period of my life, I received a miracle. I was sitting up late one night because I was too depressed to sleep. And I was sitting at the edge of my bed, looking across the room at my bookshelf, when I happened to notice that every book on my bookshelf had something to do with getting rich or making money. (laughs) And as I looked at those books, this question just popped in my head. Michael, what if you took all the energy and effort you've used in trying to get rich and simply figure out how to be happy? And it was that one simple question that literally changed and saved my life in an instant. When I asked myself that question, something in me shifted. And that shift caused me to stop reading books on getting rich and making money. And I started reading books on psychology and philosophy and spirituality and metaphysics and personal development. And I went on what I'll call my journey of transformation. And that journey, first of all, led me to go to therapy. 
And in going to therapy, I discovered how some traumatic events from my childhood were still impacting my life as an adult. And I was willing to heal from those traumas. And so as a result of the commitment I made to my transformation, I was able to rebuild my life. And now I'm living my version of what I'll call an extraordinary life as an entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, and radio show host. So I've experienced pretty much every type of adversity a human being can go through, and yet I made it through. And so I decided, why not share the lessons that you've learned along this journey with others to support them in transforming their lives? Therefore, it is that journey that I've been on that has caused me to be so optimistic. But isn't there, um, and you mentioned that Eureka moment was the beginning of a journey. It's one thing to have the the Eureka moment and realize, hey, I, I have to shift gears here. I have to think about things differently. I have to behave differently. I have to comport myself differently. I have to look at myself differently. But then there's this long road of accomplishing it. Well, there are only two things that will cause a person to want to change. One is pain, and the other is what I call divine discontent, which is just an inner feeling that something is just not right. And so for me, my journey began as a result of pain. I was in so much pain, I didn't have a choice. It was either get help or die. And unfortunately, a lot of people in that same position. So what I'm trying to do is alleviate some of that pain, alleviate some of those challenges by sharing some information and wisdom to support people who are ready to begin that journey because it is just that. It is a journey that we all must go on. We all must make a choice that is something that we want to do. Until we take 100% responsibility for our lives turning out the way that we want it to, then we'll always in some way feel like a victim. But as soon as I say I am responsible for my life turning out and then start taking some action towards that happening, then we become powerful. You know, I was, I was reading something again from, uh, from a press release I got about uh, you and your book. And it refers to um, recognition and acknowledgement of a connection to a power higher than oneself and and all of a sudden i started thinking of these uh, uh programs like aa and so on um, and and all these steps to to getting better and one of them is accepting uh, uh, a power higher than oneself um, but then there's this whole notion of going back and apologizing for past behaviors and mistakes is, is that something that's really necessary to um, reconcile the past before moving on to the future? Or is it really best to take a today-forward approach? Well, as a former atheist, I remember whenever anyone <laughs> would use the term hired power or God, I would completely disconnect, shut off, couldn't hear a word they were saying uh, because I was so grounded in my belief, my reality, that there was no such thing as God. And so, again, I, I can relate when people are skeptical, if you will. But here's what I know. As a human being, it's important for us to be willing to make peace with our past. 
all of us have had some incidences in our lives that were painful. And so as a human being, what we do is when we experience pain and trauma, we create coping mechanisms to deal with that pain and trauma. And what those coping mechanisms does is keeps us from feeling whatever that negative energy was, which was caused by that trauma. And so if we aren't willing to address and deal with that, that trapped emotional energy, if you will, then there's a part of us that will never be free. So I mentioned earlier about energy. And here's, here's a simple way to think about it. As a kid, when we're small and we experience pain, what we'll do is we'll express that pain. We'll cry or we'll lash out or whatever. And so there's this process of feeling the pain and then releasing it. As we grow up, we forget, if you will, or we stop expressing our pain because our culture says you aren't supposed to. For example, especially for men, you know, we're here, we're, we hear, you know, big boys don't cry, don't be a sissy, don't be a punk. So when we feel pain, we just repress, suppress, and deny it. Well, when we do that, that energy stays trapped in us because if we aren't releasing it the way kids do, it festers in us and it causes all sorts of dis-ease, dis-ease, right? So I believe in my own experience, it's important to be willing to release any pent-up negative energy that we may still be holding on to because it is that negative energy that drains us. It is that it takes a lot of energy to, to not express what is in us. And so when you look at, or if you listen to the experts and you ask them, what is the source of all addictive behaviors? And they'll tell you all addictive behaviors are the result of some unresolved emotional conflict. And so if we're willing to resolve that emotional conflict, then that addiction can be let go. And so the process of making peace with our past and healing our hearts is the key to our transformation. And as difficult and as painless as that might be, which it is, it's the only way out. That's my understanding. Is it, are, are there steps? Is there a path, a roadmap, um, things that people should do in a certain order once they make a conscious decision that, that they're going to live more optimistically? Well, see, here's the thing about being human. <laughs> being human isn't linear. It's, like, it's not like if I go from point A to point B to point C, my life is going to change. It's more organic, if you will. So, for example, if I told you every step that I took to get to where I am today, if you follow that step, those steps exactly, I can assure you, your life would not be the same because you're a different human being. You had different experiences. So it's really not about this linear, let's take step one, step two, step three. It's really about, I would call it spiritual surrender, meaning we learn to trust that still small voice within us. And when we learn to trust that still small voice within us, because every human being has that still small voice within them, when we learn to trust that still small voice within us, it will guide us to next steps. And that's why it's so important to do this work, go on this journey, because in doing that work, it connects you to that still small voice, which will guide you to your ultimate healing.
So there are a group of, of things that aren't necessarily disciplines, but maybe realizations, um, the acceptance of a higher power, um, uh, letting go of, of uh, past uh behaviors that may be troubling or haunting us in in some way um, there are these different realizations that people need to make but in whatever sequence and order works best for them yes but here's the thing the three most difficult words for any human being to say but especially men the three most difficult words for us to say is i need help and so the first step is always being willing to say, I need help. And it is in taking that first step, acknowledging that you can't do it by yourself. That's how the journey begins. And, <laughs> and, so and, I, me, thought, and I thought the hardest word, three words for men to say was, I love you, or um, I don't know. <laughs> that, that, well, I don't know, and I... Um, I need help are, are kind of in the same category because as they men, are. we think we know everything anyway. <laughs> so, right, exactly. So, but yeah, but 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 it's 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 the it's the first place to start. As a human being, you must be willing to acknowledge that you're just human. You're not perfect. We all make mistakes. We all have challenges. But it isn't until we gain the courage to say, "I need help," that we can't change. We'll never change if we if we aren't willing to say that. Um. What made you think that, I mean, you do a radio show, you do public speaking. Was a book the, the, the next thing to make sure you got your message of optimism into people's hands? Well, I believe every human being has a divine purpose. We're all put on this planet to do something special and unique. And it doesn't mean that it has to be something grandiose and big. It's just something that's, that's implanted in us when we show up. As a matter of fact, I believe it's encoded in your DNA. And it's your responsibility to figure out what that is. For me, um, what I recognize is as I look back in retrospect, my, divor my divorce was possibly the most difficult and painful experience of my life. But at the same time, I also recognize it now as the absolute best thing that ever happened to me. Because as a result of it, I uncovered, discovered, if you will, that I have these unique gifts and talents, one being writing and the other being communication. Now, if I were still trapped in that first marriage where I was totally unhappy, disconnected from my authentic self, not doing what I was putting on, put on the planet to do, it was during that time, or as a result of that, that trauma, if you will, it woke me up. I, I like to look at it, I like to call it a cosmic slap upside the head. Because <laughs> it was the universe's way of saying, Michael, you're not doing what you were put on this planet to do. So unfortunately, I have to take some drastic measures to get your attention. Boom, slap me upside the head with the divorce. But it allowed me to discover these gifts and talents. And so... No matter how difficult things might be, I believe every adversity, every tragedy, everything brings us a gift and a lesson if we're willing to look deeply enough into it. And when we do that and we discover that 
I mentioned this idea of divine intelligence. My belief is this divine intelligence is literally love. And so when love wakes us up, it begins to pull us towards something. And what it pulled me toward was my purpose of being a writer and a speaker. Well, I, I, I find that fascinating because I, I've had a couple of divorces and I should be richer than Jeff Bezos now. <laughs> no, but but I take but I take your point, Michael, that sometimes these big events could be the death of a loved one, could be a divorce, uh, it it could be the loss of a job or a breakdown in a career or something. Um, but these things that we think as um, things that defeat us very often open the door to a better us. Yeah. And, and, and Tom, let me, let me share this, because after my first divorce, I was having a hard time creating relationships, developing relationships. And I noticed this amazing pattern, right? My relationships would last eh, three to four weeks tops, and they were all ending the same way. The women would say, I care too much about you to stay in this relationship. And I'm thinking to myself, that makes absolutely no sense. How can you say you care about me and you're leaving? Well, after several failed relationships, I was having somewhat of a pity party with a female friend of mine. And I was telling her, I said, you know, you women say you want a good man and I'm a good man and why are you leaving me? And I was having this really big pity party. And my friend said something that shook me to my core. She says, Michael. If one person calls you a jackass, you probably shouldn't worry about it. But if two or more do, you might want to get a saddle. Have you not noticed <laughs> that you're the have you not noticed that you're the only common denominator in all of your relationships? And when she said that, it was like I had a light bulb moment. Right. I realized that, oh my gosh, I am the problem. And I have to be willing to confront some issues. And one of the things that all the women were saying was that I was emotionally unavailable. And so through this journey, what I learned was the reason behind my emotional unavailability, and I was able to heal those traumas that caused that, and now I've been blissfully married for the past 19 years. You've also said that um, realization that there is only one race, and that is the human race um, is is something we should consider part of our our evolution to being more optimistic is um, is is it really possible to get people to think in those terms or will there always be differences and we need to be better at appreciating and celebrating those differences well, I believe, once again, in divine intelligence. And so divine intelligence, is, for me, is what drives human evolution. And I believe human beings are still evolving. There's a woman named Barbara Marks Hubbard who wrote an amazing book called Conscious Evolution, and she explains why she has this theory that human beings are still evolving. And so in the book, I share, um, there's a guy, you ever hear of a guy named Ken Wilbur? I, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, Ken Wilber, he's, he's, a, he's a philosopher. 
a, a Western philosopher here in the United States, but he, he's world-renowned. I mean, this guy's wrote a gazillion different books, and he has what's called integral theory, which is the theory of everything. But anyway, he says this. He says there are primarily three worldviews that human beings see the world. The first worldview is what he calls an ethnocentric worldview. And what that means is we see human beings as separate and different, different because of ethnicity. That's the first worldview. The second worldview is what he calls a human-centric worldview, which says that all human beings are the same and we're intimately connected to one another. And then the third worldview is what he calls a cosmocentric worldview, meaning everything is connected to everything else. So currently on our planet, most human beings see the world through an ethnocentric worldview. So when you hold that worldview, this is why you have things like white supremacists. They have this idea that they are somehow different, separate, and better than other groups. But see, over time, most human beings, or I'll say all human beings, actually will evolve through those three stages of worldviews. So we begin with this ethnocentric worldview, and when we start recognizing that human beings, regardless of ethnicity, are the same, that's when we begin shifting the world. Because if I see you as the same, if I see you as an equal, then how could I hold races views against you? I can't. So I believe, once again, that this divine intelligence that created this universe, the evolutionary process of it says every generation is less and less likely to be racist because human beings are still evolving. And so if you look at the movements that are going on because of, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing and, and things like that, and you see the amount of people that aren't black that are engaged in these conversations now. So there's this whole shift in consciousness, I believe, collectively, that we're recognizing that we still have a ways to go in regards to race relations. But if you look at the trajectory that we're on as a species, we're moving in the right direction, as difficult as it may seem. My guest is life coach Michael Taylor, the author uh, of his uh uh, latest book, The Good News Is, The Future Is Brighter Than You Think. Um, Michael, I can't believe how fast the time has gone. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> about time to wrap up, but I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about. Obviously, the book is a great place to start, but more about you and your work, past, present, and future. Do you, uh, do you have a website, Michael? Yes, if you'll go to coachmichaeltaylor.com. You can find all my links to all my social media properties. You can order my books. You can do whatever. You can learn everything you want to know about Coach Michael Taylor at www.coachmichaeltaylor.com. Well, Michael, thanks so much for spending this time with me this morning and uh, sharing the good news. Well, Tom, it has been my absolute pleasure. And again, thank you for engaging in a positive conversation. We need more of them. <laughs> well, I, I agree. You're preaching to the choir there, Michael. Keep up the good work, my friend. All righty. Take care. All right.
And with that, we're going to take a uh, short break, let our broadcast partners at 92.1 FM squeeze in a few words or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. But lots more of the Tom Sumner Program is straight ahead. Don't touch that dial. Don't click that Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hopper. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is... Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. 
We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Summer Program.com Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. It's 8 o'clock in Los Angeles. It's 9 o'clock in Denver. It's 10 o'clock in Chicago. In Baltimore, it's 6.42. (laughs) Time for the 11 o'clock report. First of all, the headlines. Welcome Wagon runs over newcomer. Good Humor Man slays 10. Pen Pal stabs pal with pen. Pediatrician dies of childhood disease. And Jacques Cousteau drowns in bathtub accident. We'll be back with full details in just a moment after this word from Cooley's Cigarettes. You know something, Bill? These cigarettes of mine, it tastes like crap. <laughs> Say, Dan. <laughs> Crappy taste. Why don't you try the cool, refreshing taste of coolies? Coolies, eh? You smoke them? Nope, found them in the subway toilet. (laughs) And now back to the news. History's 135th heart transplant operation was performed yesterday in New York City. One unusual note, the heart transplant took place in Central Park at midnight, and the donor's family was not consulted. (laughs) Dr. Timothy Leary's brother, really Leary, Today announced the formation of a new religion, which teaches that when you die, your soul goes to a garage in Buffalo. (laughs) Police today arrested Margaret Fulcrum, a 45-year-old unregistered nurse, and charged her with accepting collect obscene telephone calls. Famed television announcer Charlie the Tuna was found dead today of mercury poisoning. (laughs) Sorry, Charlie. Good news from the Far East. No one was killed in Vietnam today. However, three people died of old age at the Paris Peace Talks. (laughs) And former French President Charles de Gaulle rose from the dead today just to show everyone he could really do it. Well, that's it from the news desk for the latest in sports. Here's Biff Barf. Good evening, sport fans. Biff Barf here in the Biff Barf Sportlight Spotlight, picking them up and barfing them right back at you. I call them the way I see them, and if I don't see them, I make them up. No games today. 
However, we do have a few late football scores still coming in from the far west. Guam Prep, 45, Marshall Islands, 14. Mindanao A&M, 27, Molokai, 10. Caltech, 14.5. MIT, three to the fourth power. William and Mary, six. Nick and Tony, 105. And here's a partial score, Stanford, 29. Well, that's it, kids. That's it from the scoreboard in the world of golf today in the Fats Domino Desert Classic. First round leader, Willie Waterhazard, had a birdie, two eagles, and a duck this afternoon. <laughs> meanwhile, the favorite, Gary Fairway, was way behind, scoring a record 609 strokes on the front nine when he accidentally stepped aboard a bus to Minneapolis while playing a difficult lie from the highway. Well, that's it, sport fans. Join me tomorrow afternoon on the ever-widening world of sports when I'll be presenting the national two-man pall-bearing championships. And next week, I'll be a guest hunter on American Sportsman. Six of us are going to kill a rabbit. <laughs> now, with the latest in weather, here's Al Sleet, your hippy-dippy weatherman. Hey! Hey, hey pasta! What you call your possum? Al Sleety, hippy dippy weatherman, brought to you by Parsons Pest Control. Do you have termites, water bugs, and roaches? Parsons will get rid of the termites and water bugs and help you smoke the roaches. Present temperature is 68 degrees at the airport, which is stupid, because I don't know anyone who lives at the airport. <laughs> Downtown, it's much hotter. Downtown's on fire, man. Now, if you'll take a look at our national weather map, you'll see that we don't have one. So try to picture last night's map in your mind. Remember all those lines and numbers? Weather was dominated by a large Canadian low, which is not to be confused with a Mexican high. <laughs> Tonight's forecast, dark. Continued mostly dark tonight. Turning to widely scattered light in the morning. That's it from Al Sleet. Don't forget, if you don't like the weather, move. Thanks, Al. Always a great report from Al Sleet. I think we all know by now, Al's been into the mushrooms. <laughs> well, that just about wraps it up on the 7 o'clock report. Join us again tomorrow night at 9 for the 11 o'clock news. In the meantime, stay tuned for a brand new comedy series, Double Trouble, the story of Siamese twins joined at the lips. <laughs> And the merry mix-ups that occur when one gets married and the other has root canal work the same day. <laughs> Good night, all. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Man who made the grave.
And though the news was rather sad Well, I just had to laugh I saw the photograph He blew his mind out in a car That the lights had changed A crowd of people stood aside They'd seen his face before Nobody was really sure if he was from the house of Notice I was late. Grab my coat, grab my hat, made the books and seconds flat. By my well says, and I had a smoke. Somebody spoke, and I went into a dream.
you pilots get off of my lawn? We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. <laughs>